This is the Lions Unchained podcast, where the shackles of your mind are broken. It's not for the faint-hearted, but the chosen few who've embraced the call to leadership, dare to venture where others will not, and believe in God's supernatural power. Join Carl Joseph now for a life-changing word. Get ready to be unleashed into your destiny. Friend, today we will discuss the ever-present and pervasive dangers of socialism in our culture. Now, I'm pretty sure most of you have heard of Karl Marx, the so-called father of Marxism, also coined as communism or socialism in today's dialect. But did you know that Karl Marx was a God-hater and his main aim was to usurp the moral and economic foundations of society with a pamphlet called the Communist Manifesto? Now, Karl Marx was born in Trier, Germany, on May 5, 1818, and later died in London, England, in March of 1883. His father was a successful lawyer and was devoted to the teachings of Voltaire and Kant. Karl was the oldest surviving boy of nine children and of Jewish descent. Now, what is not commonly known is that Karl Marx was a professing Christian in his youth, and his first book was entitled The Union of the Faithful with Christ. However, beginning in his early to mid-twenties, a very sharp U-turn was made by Marx in his theology, to the point of abandoning his Christian faith and later embracing full-scale atheism. Proof of his recantation was later revealed in several of his personal poems where he expressed his disdain for Almighty God. Now, many believe that Marx's Christian faith was warped by one of his teachers named Bruno Bauer, a young lecturer in theology at the University of Berlin where Marx studied. Bauer contended that the Gospels were a work of pure fantasy and not to be regarded as historical source texts. In fact, Bauer later questioned the existence of Jesus Christ altogether as historical fact. It was during his studies in Bonn, under the tutelage of Bauer, that Marx's faith was rocked to the core and sowed the very seeds of his apostasy from Christ. This apostasy was later evidenced by the words he penned in several of his poems, expressing his repugnance for God. Karl Marx wrote the following in one of his poems, Invocation of One in Despair, and I quote, So God has snatched from me my all, in the curse and rack of destiny. All his worlds are gone beyond recall. Nothing but revenge is left to me. I shall build my throne high overhead. Friend, this statement of building a throne in the high heavenlies and avenging God is reminiscent of Lucifer's rebellion described in Isaiah chapter 14. Yet in another poem, Marx made this statement, and I quote, I wish to avenge myself against the one who rules above. And in a letter written by Marx to his father on his 55th birthday, he said, My soul was true to God, is chosen now for hell. And later he added, I am great like God. I clothe myself in darkness like him. Clearly, any love that Marx had for the Lord Jesus Christ was later turned to repulsion, and this motivated him to write a document called the Communist Manifesto in defiance of existing Judeo-Christian values. In time, Marx was eventually converted to communism by Moses Hess, who was also called the communist rabbi. 
Now, during his lifetime, Marx travelled from as far as Germany to Paris, Brussels, London, and eventually Algiers. He was described by those around him as curmudgeonly, angry, subject to outbursts of violence, and mostly in a depressed state of mind. But let's examine some terms now. Socialism is governmental control of all assets and activities, whereas Marxism in its purest form is using the power of the state to take money from some groups of citizens and give it to other groups, also known as the redistribution of wealth or social justice. Liberalism is a broader term that encompasses both Marxism and socialism. So whenever you hear the term liberal friend, understand that its proper definition is embracing the tenets of communism in some form. In the modern vernacular, progressivism is a synonym for liberalism. Because there is so much overlap between these various definitions, so we use the terms interchangeably in society today, but few understand their true meaning. Now, in 1848, Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels authored the Manifesto of the Communist Party and served as the platform of the Communist League. It became one of the principal programmatic statements of the European Socialist and Communist parties in the 19th and early 20th centuries. This manifesto, friend, provided the most ungodly economic agenda ever devised by a man who held a deep-seated hatred for Almighty God. The truth is, from the very beginning, and as part of the curse, man was to eat bread by the sweat of his brow, and was judged individually by God. This dastardly communist agenda was to strip the individual from gleaning the fruit of his toil, and placing the means of production solely in the hands of the government, which has proven to be corrupt in every century of mankind. If the individual no longer had a motive to work for personal reward, then he'd be stripped of power in his own household. And this goes directly against God's dominion principle, where man is to have dominion over the earth and subdue its resources, gaining direct remuneration for doing so. You see, to empower the government is to disempower the individual, and this is where communism as a whole goes against every principle of scripture, and is a nefarious agenda concocted by Satan to thwart the harvest of man's individual efforts. It also involves an economic theory that everyone should contribute to society to the extent they are able and should receive from society according to their need. Unfortunately, this is too idealistic and fails to consider the sinful nature of man and fails to deal with motivation and self-interest of each person contributing. Friend, God blesses the work of our hands, not the hands of someone else to bless us. His kingdom is activated by faith, not need. It's true that neither capitalism nor socialism can work perfectly in any society because man is corrupted by sin. Yet capitalism does reward the individual for his labor, but the incentive for advancement is stripped under the socialistic model. Now, most people who haven't studied socialism have a soft side for it because they believe it's merely the government's vehicle to redistribute wealth to the poor and needy. And so what is all the fuss about? Well, friend, if you haven't spent time reading the work of Marx for yourself, you'll be shocked. And I'm going to read some excerpts right now from his manifesto on air. Firstly, it abolishes all personal property, placing it in the hands of the state. 
or government. It abolishes the precious rights of family inheritance from one generation to the next. It believes in the power of one centralized bank being an exclusive monopoly to devalue money at their discretion. It places all censored communication and transport in the hands of the state, stripping the freedom of its people. It declares all goods and services production belonging to the state and all education to be free for all on the basis that it is state-run and the children subject to their indoctrination and censorship. And finally, amongst others, the redistribution of wealth from one people group to another at the government's discretion. Friend, in his own words, Marx said this, The theory of communism may be summed up in a single sentence. Abolition of private property. That's property taken from you, friend, and placed in the hands of the government. Sounds fair, right? I don't think so. And that includes your children, too, who are merely trained future workers for the state. The word family is a word that diametrically opposes the Communist Manifesto, because according to socialists, we're all part of the collective that makes up the servant class to the elite. Socialism may sound fair on the surface, but it's rooted in inequality and theft. Our children are owned by the state in their socialistic ideal, and friend, the Bible speaks explicitly against the children's education being transferred over to the state. This is something right out of George Orwell's 1984 model. Yet in truth, since 1918, government in this nation has mandated that everybody be educated by the state and homeschooling is at near extinction. That means that many of the tenets of socialism are already in effect within our society, and future generations will not be educated in God's principles. But their allegiance will lie with the government that educated them. And statistics show right now that millennials currently favor big government. Now, like him or not, President Trump has, in his four-year tenure, revitalized free markets within the United States as part of his Make America Great Again effort, unhinging us from the train of globalism and making good on his campaign promises. He has brought back desperately needed new jobs to this nation amid the debacle of the previous presidential administration. The socialist President Obama implemented his openly socialist agenda under the mantra of change has come to America, which resulted in none other than increased surveillance upon all citizens, inheritance tax incorporated at the federal level in 23 states, doubling the national debt, facilitating illegal emigration, the transfer of over one half of all property in the western states, now under the ownership of the government, the disastrous launch of socialized health care in line with European nations, and finally racial polarization like never seen before under any president. When it comes to government workers, we are being swamped by them. At the end of Obama's tenure, there are two government employees for every manufacturing worker in the United States. And I'm all for government workers, but they need to be in balance with our society and private industry should have the lion's share of the jobs. The reality is the change Obama warned us about was a change from the traditional practice of free market economy to one of governmental subjugation, and perhaps because of America's ignorance to his agenda, it was too late to stop it once he was in power. Now, there is a man who lives in a basement in Delaware who sometimes frequents the White House, and his name is Joe Biden. Many pundits believe Mr. Biden is currently living out President Barack Hussein Obama's third term. Only time will tell. 
Friend, if you think thoughts, words, and ideas on paper aren't dangerous, consider this. In the period of Roman emperors who viciously opposed Christianity, for 400 years the number of Roman citizens killed by them is thought to be approximately 8 million. But under the Antichrist principles instigated by Marx and carried out by dictators such as Fidel Castro, Pol Pot, Lenin, Joseph Stalin and Mao Zedong, the death toll of the communist practitioners topped out at a staggering 200 million people throughout the 19th and 20th centuries alone. The truth is all socialistic agendas have ended up with the populace in the gulag and or killed. The doctrine of socialism, which is lauded by most Ivy League professors in our universities today and touted as benevolent in the eyes of most millennials, was in fact devised from the pit of hell and carried out by an angry God-hater who had seven children, five of which died prematurely, and the two daughters that outlived him eventually committed suicide. Karl Marx believed his tenet of the state running one's household because he certainly abandoned his own. Truth is, his wife and children lived in abject poverty and starvation for most of their lives, eventually leading to their ruin. The famous historian Paul Johnson once said, and I quote, Karl Marx has had more impact on actual events as well as on the minds of men and women than any other intellectual in modern times, unquote. If this is a true statement, then sadly, Marx's legacy has led to nothing but despair, misery, poverty, and eventually death to the majority of his followers. As I said before, friend, the Communist Manifesto, devised by Marx and Engels, was an ungodly agenda to undermine God's ruling authority in society, making the government God instead. Yet today, Bernie Sanders and President Obama have touted socialism in the modern era and repackaged it for the younger generation in a manner that seems appealing to those who've never taken the time to research the founder of its ungodly creed, Karl Marx. At this juncture, friend, I feel an urgency to remind our listeners that God has not abandoned America. We must not lose hope, friend. God's not going to let America fall into the hands of globalists after investing 400 years into its fabric. I have taken this to the Lord in prayer many times and sincerely believe God is working behind the scenes to uproot the Marxist agenda from top to bottom in our governmental structure. I believe this year of 2022 is a pivotal year and we will see God's hand move. The globalists boast of a great reset to wipe out the middle class and bring us back to the feudal system that their aristocratic forefathers enjoyed. But I firmly believe God has his own great reset, resetting this nation from ungodliness to righteousness in Christ. This nation is being restored to its Judeo-Christian roots and will not be unhinged. It has taken a great fight thus far, but even now we are beginning to see an unraveling of the leftist agenda. People are seeing through the lies, friend. After nearly two years of globalist onslaught from a COVID pandemic that appears to have been deliberately orchestrated, and the investigation remains underway, we are now seeing the public wake up and contend for the freedoms that were stripped from them. Rest assured, friend, we have a bright future in this nation, and the Spirit of God reminds me of this often. There is still yet one great awakening that remains before Christ returns.
You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who has witnessed God's miraculous power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl covers topics such as geopolitics, current affairs, cults, societal trends, and end-time events, all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button. 